TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 566, and I am Libya, your host. And this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Yu Sun, costume designer and TV enthusiast, calling in from Los Angeles. Hi, this is Tom. I chair the communication department at Palm Beach Atlantic University in Florida and host the Screen Tom podcast on iTunes and Anchor. All right, Tom, hit us with the news. What do you got? Got some news. First off, a record 599 original scripted series aired in 2022. Wow. But, but FX's programming chief, John Langraff, thinks we've hit the limit. It's funny because a couple of years ago, they were talking about breaking 500. Doesn't sound like we're going to break 600. Um, okay. ABC has already given an early renewal to Abbott Elementary for season three. Yay. AMC has canceled. F The Walking Dead, which will end with upcoming season eight. That's Fear the Walking Dead, but that's my pet nickname. How did it make it to eight years? Oh my gosh. Seriously? Once we switched to Morgan, it actually got better. But Well, yeah, but what was that? Halfway through f- season oh, five or so? No, it was season four. Season we four. We got Morgan to season four. Halfway through, basically. Um, CBS has given an early pickup to Ghosts for season three, which is the highest rated broadcast sitcom. Oh, I love Ghost. Wait, wait, was there a... I don't remember there being a second season. We're it's in on right season now. One. Season two is on right now. Oh, great. Yay. I love that show. I thought it was canceled. <laughs> Apparently you love it so much you haven't watched it all season. I don't know what's on network. I have no idea anymore. Okay. CW has given an early pickup to All American season six, which means they probably will only be t- picking up one or two more shows from their current schedule. Speaking of which, Riverdale season seven and Nancy Drew season four We'll both end on August 23. Riverdale has a 20-episode pickup for this coming season. Nancy Drew has 13-episode pickup. So Nancy Drew will premiere after Flash ends its run, pun intended. Are and you guys Riverdale watching will... that? Are either of you watching those shows? Well, Flash isn't back yet, but I'll, no, no, I'll I watch meant, it. Uh, no, I meant Riverdale and... Um, uh, the... Oh, no. Okay. No, but they're doing this plot line where Jughead wakes up in the 50s. Oh. So he basically the classic Archie comics characters in, you know, period appropriate behavior. That's cute. Disney, Disney television has ordered a Phineas and Ferb revival, 40 episodes, and they've also picked up Hamster and Gretel for season two. FX announced that Mayans MC will end with its upcoming season five. Freeform o- ordered Gronish season six. So that means Junior will continue his adventures at... Uh, in college. HBO has announced that Guillaume Gallien, a César winning actor, will join Kate Winslet in the limited series The Palace. HBO Max raised their rates to $15.99 for the ad-free version, effective January 12th, which was when they announced it. So they're up a buck, and that's actually 50 cents more expensive than Netflix's or Netflix's base plan. Isn't, um, and then they cut a bunch of their programming. Isn't that correct for HBO? Of course. But, but they <laughs> put that out there. The price increases to pay for more quality programming. Yeah, okay. Don't get me started with Warner Brothers Discovery. I had thoughts. We'll be talking about it in a little bit. Um, Koala Man animated series, on which just debuted on Hulu, they've re-upped showrunners Dan Hernandez and Benji Summit for their deal with 20th Television Animation and ABC Signature. Pushed. Oh, sorry. NBC has pushed Found to Fall. It's an upcoming missing persons drama, which stars Mark Paul Gosseler and Brett Dalton, formerly of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was supposed to premiere February 19th next month, but evidently the network's so high on it, they're saving it for fall, and they've ordered more scripts for season one as a show of confidence. Netflix announced that Mo season two will be its... Uh, they ordered season two as its last season. And they've also canceled Uncoupled after one season and Inside Job, which was an animated series, which was reversing its season two renewal. A lot of that going around. Paramount Plus has the most news. Morgan Freeman 
is joining Taylor Sheridan's Lioness. So that cast has Morgan Freeman, Zoe Saldana as the lead, and Nicole Kidman. Jack Cutmore Scott is joining the Frasier revival as the grown-up Freddie Crane. Um, it's a recast, obviously, because the kid actor who played him eight times over 11 seasons, you know, they wanted to go a different direction with uh, the grown-up version of the character. They also announced that Nicholas Lindhurst, a British actor, has been cast as one of Frasier's college pals, who is now a boozy, brainy professor. And basically, Frasier's le- relocating to a new city, so they're building a new ensemble cast, which will not include any of the returning... There are no returning characters from the uh, Emmy Award-winning Frasier series. Uh, Paramount Plus also ordered a second season of Criminal Minds Evolution, and they ordered a Dungeons and Dragons live-action series. I guess hot on you know pre the new movie coming out. I doubt that they will be linked, but you know, people are loving D and D right now thanks to Stranger Things. They've also ordered a Zoe One Hundred and One sequel movie with Jamie Lynn Spears. Uh, Peacock has picked up season two of Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect bumper in Berlin. And then Stars has picked up Minx, which HBO Max canceled after ordering season two in May, but reversing the pickup in December. And the season was complete. Sci-Fi picked up Chucky for season three. TNT has canceled Snowpiercer, although season four is done. So the producers are going to be shopping it to another venue. FYI, Snowpiercer was TNT's last remaining scripted series. And finally, Warner Media has up has re-upped its deal with Greg Berlanti for the Warner Brothers Television pr- Group. So maybe we're not done with Greg Berlanti produced superhero shows if they re-upped his deal, because that's been his bread and butter as the Arrowverse uh, and slowly times oh, which, out on uh, CW. Which br- brings me to the one piece of news you didn't bring up, which is uh, Arrow himself is coming back for the end of the flash we talked about that last week last week oh okay (laughs) but they just had more images and pictures this week that i've seen so i'm i'm still saying i'll watch those episodes with with the arrow in them and then that's it because oh and diggle's back too the picture that i saw had arrow and diggle well, Diggle's oh. been Diggle hasn't really left. He's been bopping all around the Arrowverse shows, even the ones set on different Earths. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I haven't watched enough to know that, but whatever. All right. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about the shows. First up, we're going to talk about the Rookie, and this episode uh, kind of continues from last week, where now we have Chin and Tim are now having a secret relationship. And uh, they're trying to now keep anybody from finding out. Um, yeah, that'll last so, not. <laughs> I know, I know that secret's coming out. But my other thing is we also continue um, Nolan's relationship with his fiance, who I care nothing about. Yeah, what I saw her name in the opening credits, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> so it's like he has the plot line wasn't completely annoying, although it was completely off topic. Yeah, it was bizarre. It's like you have renters. They won't pay your rent, and they're shooting a porn in your house. Like, what? It was just very bizarre. Oh, no. That Other was, than, like, weirdly random and stupid. Yeah, and the only thing I can think of is she's like, okay, I'm going to sell this house. And I think they're setting that up for if if our theories are correct and he's going to end up breaking up with her, then she will have just sold her house. And then he's like, yeah, I can't get married. And now she's screwed. So I, I that's the only thing I can think of why we had that storyline. Uh, other I'd than rather that, see crazy. him with with Tim's sister. But I got zero sympathy. For I know him, so. all all of us said the same thing. Yeah, because I yeah. like that. I, I like Peyton all List, and I bet she would have crazy chemistry with Nathan Fillion. But man, I I've liked Jeno Dewan and stuff, but not this show. Nope. What was the other main story? They were trying to catch. Nope. What was happening? Someone help me out. Oh, well, there were two. One was, uh, and I thought it was adorable. I thought Chen and um, Tim, it's so funny because we call her by her last name and him by his first name. Um, <laughs> uh, they co-captained, co, uh, a co-coached a, a, football, a baseball team. A baseball team. Oh, right. Now, the Little League. Um, it was a Little League team. You know, and then- uh, I like 
Yeah, Little League. Yeah, Little League baseball team. I played Little League when I was a kid. So I thought I would I totally related. I thought that was really, really sweet. Um, and I love that uh, the, the, the mix they have, uh, the the swap where he's the sweet one and she's kind of the hardliner, you know, the <laughs> playing hardball. And because he like, had PTSD from when you know? his dad. Just like, all right, him. let's. Yeah. So I thought that was sweet. She's like, you know, bring it in, you know, and she's, you know, she's just totally being a coach. Um, so I like how they're now, if, did I miss something? Did I blink or fall asleep? They have not had sexy time yet. Have they, or did they? They're they not. might have. I'm not okay. sure. That's, we have not been unclear. made privy to that. He joked unclear. about it. I can't remember. Yes. She was not a man. I can't remember. Well, what was the actual yeah. case so, of so the episode, actual it, case were the hot tips coming from the priest? Yeah, the who's... case was, um, it was the drug war. It was like the fake uh, war. Oh, that was right, like, um, right. It was facilitated oh, it wasn't a fake by drug the, like, war. the dude who like No, it was a setup. It was, it was a setup drug war. No, I yeah. meant that they weren't. Yeah, it was a setup. That's what I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like they they weren't actually warring with each other. It was set up by that guy who um, who kidnapped. Who I want to die. Uh, is, uh, I want that character to get off this show so yeah. badly. I don't have words. They they got yeah, like bringing him back again. It was like, are you serious? When Why? I saw his name in the credits, I'm like, oh, not. Are we still doing this? Yeah, that dude is so annoying. The only reason to bring him back is if they kill him this time. Like, and the please. thing is, I like that actor playing a gonna. good guy, but he doesn't do well as a bad guy. No, and his hair is yes. terrible. Let me fix his yeah. hair. Excellent point, Tom. Excellent point, Tom. I do. I find him. I find him charming is the wrong word, but I find him likable. But I don't think he makes a convincing villain. And nope. um, and yeah, no, he's not smarmy enough. Like if he were, he would. He doesn't have to be like super aggressively macho, guns blazing. But like, then he needs to be like smarmy, and he's just not. He's just not. So see our yeah, un- no. Listen to our upcoming I, I discussion of um the other ABC detective show for more details about smarmy because. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. I think, I think that we we've talked about as much as we need to for the rookie. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about Abbott elementary and this week's episode, we get Orlando Jones. Oh, who are you? What were you saying? The The fight. fight. That's the name of the episode. Oh, I didn't know the name of the episode. I thought you were referring. I was like, "Who the heck was boxing in this?" Oh, there was the girls. The little girls were fighting, oh, and then they called right. their big sisters to fight. Right. I was thinking because I'm thinking about the Orlando Jones and um, oh, uh, Gregory, Gregory and his dad. Gregory. Yeah, Boy, I that's like great that storyline. That's yeah. great casting. Because I was like, "That's his kid." I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> So that was a really cool story. And just to see his, you get an understanding of why Gregory is the way he is. That was a really good show of that. And I I really appreciated that. And I guess the whole fight, that's just more of, what is her, Quinta's character's name? Um, It's just, it's more of her character just doing the same thing where, no, I got this. I know what I'm doing. And everybody's Mm -hmm. like, no, you don't. And then at the end, she goes, I don't know what I'm doing. So, uh, but I did love the fight in the cafeteria where the older sisters were like, get this eighth (laughs) grader out of here. Slowing down. (laughs) I thought she was good. I thought Janine was going to get popped. Yeah. I mean, it was so funny because she's so tiny. Yeah. And it's just that school trips me out because they have kids from first or kindergarten all the way up to like seventh grade. So, You've got really big kids at that school. Uh, so I thought that was that was really funny. That part was the, probably the best part. Um, Yusun, any thoughts? Did you see this one? Uh, I am way behind on uh, Abbott Elementary. I've always wanted to watch it. You guys talk about it all the time. You've never uh, watched I it? Um, I only started watching it like, I don't know, three weeks ago. After Cheryl Lee Ralph's speech. I was like, oh, wow. oh. I was like, I gotta watch it. And no reason, no reason not. I just, so many shows I had to watch and I just, you guys talked about it every week. And so I, I muted you guys or, you know, volumed you down so that I wouldn't get even a little bit spoiled. 
So I mean, this is yeah. not really a spoilery show. It's you know, it's yeah, a half hour but comedy. still, but and also my memory is so terrible. But the point being is, I I invested enough to not want to listen, and I'm just behind. I'm like behind, but I love it. In fact, All I will right. say this: I'll take a because since Allison isn't here, I will take a moment to say this. Uh, since I haven't chimed in on the show and I'm watching it now. Um, the writing is like rat-tat-tat-tat-tat. I, I mean, I love it. It's a, a million jokes a minute. Um, I think it's really heartwarming. I think the acting is very, um, uh, uh, not compassionate isn't the right word, but it's kind of poignant for a uh, for a sitcom. You know, the acting, I think, is, is really kind of lovely um as opposed to sort of just like slapsticky because some of the jokes are you know they just come so fast um so yeah so there's a real heartwarmingness to the actual acting uh you literally 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 i have a hard time saying that word um so uh so and that reflects the show obviously it's a it's a it's a show that uh has deep deep heart to it so i'm really enjoying it there is I will say this though, and this is not a diss. It sounds like it might be, um, you know, it's, it, and I, I'm not finished with it. Like, I don't mean the genre, I mean the genre, but it is very much like, you know, that docu, docu style, the, the, the office and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, um, what's the modern family and all of that. So that that's a little less interesting to me. I, you know, in the sense that I was like, well, I've seen this, but because the jokes are so strong, because I love the characters, because it has a lot of heart, I can kind of overlook that, but there's nothing new there in that. And it is a little bit sort of like, well, I've seen this a, a, like half a dozen times now with community and I think parts and rec. I don't know. So that is the only thing if I were, if I were to say like, Oh, is it like amazing? I think it's, a fantastic show and i think that there's nothing really out there like that right now in terms of funny and heart um but there's been plenty in the past with that sort of docu-series sort of thing and that's gotten i'm getting a little tired of that but you know it doesn't matter because the show is so strong in other other areas for me so i'm really enjoying it i'm really all right uh tom your thoughts about this episode specifically no i loved it i i think casting orlando jones as Gregory's father, we've we've hinted at that his father was retired uh, army, I think lieutenant colonel. So we've hinted at some of the reasons why Gregory is the way he is. This is the first time we've actually seen him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it makes, I mean, the casting so impeccable because the two actors have such inter- have such similar facial features. But no, I, was, I think Orlando Jones used to joke about it. On he would talk about the fact that that was his long lost son. So <laughs> that's, that's not anything new. Um, that's funny. But, I did not know about that. But no, it was a great, great episode. I'll be interested to see. It, it's fascinating. They're doing the time honored sitcom trope of how long can we keep these two people who are attracted to each other apart until you know? I, I'm wondering how long when they'll let them get together and then if they'll stay together or break them apart because news radio did the best because they got them together quickly so they could break them up and have them start <laughs> together. But um, I don't want them broken up. I like them together. Oh yeah. That means we're probably going to be in for a couple of seasons of keeping them apart before they can get together. Uh, oh, right. and I love the conversation with when Janine goes to Cheryl Lee Ralph for advice. <laughs> And she's like, I've got some free time now. And she gives it to her. It's like, we we don't have to meet next week. Oh, no, I'm keeping that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk Star Wars Bad Batch. And the first two episodes (sighs) kind of play together. Oh, good Lord, Tom, you don't have to be so dramatic. (laughs) <laughs> and uh then the third episode is is feels like kind of a standalone because we deal with the the clone that's not with the group. So well, the first the first two is is I think the moral of the story is greed is bad. I think that's where they were going. <laughs> so it was like kaleidoscope but shorter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so it, it was very much about teaching the little girl the lesson of uh, greed can lead you down a bad path and um, put people hello, you love in greed, danger. Greed can lead you down the um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade uh, scene is what it can do. That was so derivative and lazy writing. I mean, 
I here's what I'm going to say. I'm jumping in because I didn't see episode three, so you guys can talk about the standalone without me. I think at this point it's an embarrassment of riches. I think that uh, we have so much Star Wars stuff, you know what I mean, out there that I, I it's all like turned into white noise for me. I was a huge fan of the first season of uh, Bad Batch. It still looks very pretty. Um, but even that, just I don't think it's enough now at this point. And, you know, I'm not going to dump the show uh, just because on goodwill of the first season. And I don't think the first two episodes were terrible. Uh, they were just very rote, kind of boring. And it was just a not a heist uh, 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 show, movie or heist plot. But but I don't know. I don't find it particularly uh, inventive or interesting or exciting, to be honest. You know what I or mean? compelling? Like, yeah, not compelling. It's just not. It's just not that interesting. The first season was really, you know, it was very driven by like uh, you know, the newness of the clones having an awareness, and you know, well, there this- was a story. Yeah, and, and and these episodes, there's no real story. No. It's just like, hey, go find this gold and bring it back. Okay, and what story and that's they really all it is. Gold. So I mean, that scene where he was like, drop it, you know, and she was in the chasm, and and he was like, you, you we don't need it, and I was like, I'm blinking, and I was like, wait, didn't this come straight word for word from? And it made me miss Indiana Jones, honestly. And I was like, I need to watch that movie again. Um, so yeah, I'm going to stop here by saying that um, it, if it doesn't get any more interesting, will I stop watching the show? Probably not. But at this point, I think they really need to stop being so greedy. I don't need any more Star Wars stuff. I really don't. Just the stuff that you're doing, make it good, keep it good, and just leave me alone. I don't, I don't need to see any more. Somebody else. Too bad. You have plenty more series seasons <laughs> or stuff coming. I know. So anyway, we have, anyway. we have more Star Wars series coming this year. We've got Mando season three, and then we have that uh, I'll watch. Ahsoka season one, and then we have possibly Skeleton Crew by the end of the year. And we have the Acolyte. And oh. Star Wars. We're not getting that this year. Acolytes for next year. And we're getting oh, okay. Star Wars Vision season two in fall. I, I, I agree everything with everything that you, son, just said. Here's the thing. When they're not doing an arc episode, they feel like filler. Yes. And this felt like explaining the mythos. And that's why episode 203 plays a little bit better because they bring Commander Cody back from from Clone Wars and we kind of quote unquote redeem him. And then Crosshair, of course. But still still not redeemed. (laughs) Yeah, Crosshair not redeemed. It's just so almost wrote by the numbers. It's like these things write themselves. So no, this, but I'm just I just want to talk about let's just talk about episode three instead of trying to break down. Star no, Wars I'm universe. I'm talking about episode three. Okay, it just seemed oh they're separatists. Oh, we've got Commander Cody back. Oh, will he follow the? You know, is he gonna ally himself with the separatists or is he going? You know, is he gonna break good? an ally with the separatist or is he going to toe the line and you know be a dutiful clone oh crosshair steps in the last minute to do what cody won't do it's just like no surprise but what i did like is them working together because i think that's the thing that's going to push crosshairs away from his path which is because it was called the lone clone or something but the lone clone was about that was about cody though I, th- I also felt it was about crosshairs as well. Yeah. I felt like it was both because he was used to be, he was used to being a, in a team, you know, he was being used to being part of a team. And when him and Cody were working together, they worked really well together. You know, they were an awesome team and all the other clones are ostracizing him. He's sitting at the table by himself. He, I think he's the one that was supposed to be the lone clone. And, um, Cody was the only person who was really talking to him and now Cody's defected. So what has he got left? You know? So I, I mean, if they're trying to redeem um, crosshairs, That's they're going true. a long, they're taking that long circuitous route for that. Well, but they got the whole season. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's move on. Uh, unless you have one more thing you want to say. No, it's just weird. I mean, it's an atypical episode because it's called the show is called the bad batch. And yet it was just crosshair and Cody. <laughs> right. But I thought that was, that was interesting at first. Yeah. I was kind of annoyed, but then I was like, okay, this is different and it's going somewhere. So I liked it. All right, let's move on. Next up. We're going to talk about Mayfair witches and this is episode two. And 
I do. This is one of those situations where I felt like the premiere should have been a two-parter because it didn't or, feel like. Or, or they could have pulled out all the expository filler from episode one and moved the the arc events from this episode into one because yeah. this was much more engaging. They could have smushed two together. They should have. They should have. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, my point is, I felt like one and two needed to be together. However you want to smush or whatever, right. the two stories needed to be together. It just because... needed to be one hour. That's it. <laughs> I think this is the problem when... When shows get a series pickup instead of having to do a pilot and then getting a pickup after you've seen the pilot, this is what you get. You get a yeah. first episode that's completely expository with very little. She could have she could have accidentally killed the dude in the teaser of the, the cold opening of a merge. We're, we're not here. We're not here to rewrite the episode. Let's just talk well, about what we no, got. Let, please. Let, let me finish. Let me finish. That should have been the event in the cold opening. They could have put her on leave because of the suspicious circumstances and gotten her to New Orleans quicker because everything else last in episode one didn't really matter. I don't think even, that's true. Even even if it I did, liked it I liked a lot of stuff that happened right. in episode one. But it yeah, could have been an, it could like have been it. an episode. We got I, more no, of the same pretty much in episode two, though. I, I disagree with you on that because I yeah. really, I mean, yes, episode one could have been trimmed. I didn't need to see her kill two people. No, nope. that's her mom. the thing. Nope. The yeah, thing. I, I, but I did like the setup of her life, meeting her mom, saying her mom was going to die. I liked all of that. Oh yeah, I like that. Seeing too. that her mom was lying to her. Oh, if yeah. we did what you said, we miss all of that. And no, I think you, that you could have kept that all. Because the mom could have died in the beginning of Act One of a merged episode, and then they say, "No, that's not we don't time. think you're." I, I disagree. I disagree. No, he's, <laughs> he's, saying, no, he's saying he said merged. I don't know if you heard that word. I said mer I did merged. hear merged, oh, okay. but I think that you lose too much, and so that's why I'm disagreeing. Because oh. I liked it's, episode one. It's always better to have your audience. But let's talk more. about as a let's. I did want more. I absolutely did. Let's talk about episode two, though. We're not here to talk about episode one. Well, okay, then I want I want to start. I want to start uh, because this way we don't have to end on a negative. Um, I didn't. I did not like episode two. Um, and and uh, I, I I was bored. Um, and also I was freaked out that mom and daughter were sort of having sex at the same time with the that was super creepy. That yeah. was especially on the airplane. That was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about the Mile High Club? I was like, you and are nobody's having... watching this you... woman in first class having what? an O on a plane. Come okay, on. First of all, first of all, that uh, interior plane set was from like 1980s. Okay, because first class <laughs> does not look like that at all. It does not look like that. And the shots were so tight. I was like, yeah, that's half a set. That's a quarter of a set right there. And I was like. I don't remember first class ever having seats that small. Um, so I was, I honestly was distracting. I was like, is she sitting in coach in the front? What kind of, is it, what kind of a plane is this? Is it a propeller plane? What's happening? Guys, guys, so, guys. So that being said, um, the, I do not like, I thought I did. So this is a switch for me. I thought I liked the guy, I mean, in the show, outside of the other things I've liked him, but I don't like Lasher. I don't think he was miscast. Lasher, Jack the, Houston, the the, 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 demon. the, 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 demon. Oh, the ghost. You just say the ghost guy. Yeah, okay. The ghost, cool. guy. the ghost guy. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know if it's because of the way it's written, but he's, I think he's supposed to be like creepier or more like hypersexual, but he's like not. So he just, he doesn't have that sort of, uh, menacing sexual thing, even though he totally had sex with the woman and his daughter and her daughter, apparently at the same time, that should have been extra creepy on him. But it was just creepy in a, the weirdest incestuous way. So I didn't like that. Um, and I'm not a prude. I just, it didn't, I don't know. And I, I read the book and I think it's in the book also. So, but it was a million years ago. So for me, I am very on the fence about this series. The, I, I know Libby likes to talk about second the episode episode. So I will, I will talk about it more. Um, I liked that the mom woke up. Right. Um, and I liked, uh, you know, that it made sense. I was like, what is she going to do now that she's awake? So, uh, you know, she went to her uncle, whatever. So, I mean, I think my problem with the show is that the second episode seemed very slow because I really did like Libya with you. I liked a lot of what 
uh, had in the beginning. I thought it, it needed to have that grounding of emotional resonance. It, it had to care about her and her loss and her pain uh, in order to really care about her pursuing her past. Um, so I actually like that. Plus, I love, you know, Coco from Fame. So I thought I thought she acted well and I thought it was, <laughs> you know, I did. So so for me, I don't I can't say I hated to. I just was kind of bored and I felt very strongly that they really could have uh, merged the two shows and given us a very strong, you know, tight pilot. And I think I would be more excited about the rest of the show. I will continue I, watching, I, but I'm not a super fan. I want to ask the question. I want to ask the question to you, Tom. So when the elevator is coming up the the thing, and so she's waiting for the elevator to go down, I was like, oh, it's going to be that thing where they miss each other in the elevator, and, or it's going to be that thing that she's there. I have to say, I did not anticipate it was that thing where her throat was slit. I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, I had oh, to rewind to see if I missed something somehow. Yeah. And just, we the never... elevator stopped on the sixth floor. That's the only thing. So somebody on the sixth floor got on and, and slit her throat. Because they didn't I'll want her to meet her daughter. Apparently. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, that yeah. was pretty good. Because I, I, I was all in my head like, oh, one of these two things is going to happen because I can see it and blah, blah, blah. And then the elevator opens. And I was like, oh, they're doing that thing where she sees her. Okay, cool. And then her throat was, I was like, oh, I did not see that. Yeah, so, that was a good twist. I give them points. I yep. give them points for that. All right, let's move on. Um, next, I am still watching the show and still enjoying it. I'll give it, it one more episode. Yeah, I will too. I'm bummed right. because I like Annabeth Gish who played the mom. And it's Me like, too. really? Really? Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, we're going to talk about Velma. And in case you guys haven't heard through the grapevine, this show is awful. Garbage, and I, I heard. I, I cannot restate or emphasize how bad it is because, okay, when I went in, I thought we were going to get not, ne I thought we were going to get a grown-up spinoff of Scooby-Doo. So they were like, whatever you have your, mis your conceptions about Scooby-Doo, this is going to be the adult version. It's, it's not the same thing, so don't try to put them together. And I was like, fine. Adult version of Scooby-Doo, it's all about Velma. And she starts off saying it's her, her hero origin story, and how she put together the Scooby gang. And so I was like, okay, that sounds cool. And then it goes downhill from there. Uh, that is her opening monologue is literally the only thing that was halfway entertaining about that show. It very quickly goes badly. It's, it's a lot of, it's like, it can't figure out what it is. It does uh, the fourth wall break where they're making um, allusions to stuff that's like kind of current day stuff and kind of camera winking and the jokes are bad and it's ridiculously bloody. And it's like, they have this whole scene where a bunch of cheerleader types are in the shower um, and they're mostly naked, but like with suds strategically placed and they're making commentary about how, HBO shows in season one show gratuitous amounts of nudity, but only in like the first season, the first couple of episodes, just to get the the ratings up. And they're literally kind of do like as they're saying it, that is what they're doing, like wink, wink, ha ha. And I was like, yeah, that's not funny. And then they have like a naked girl fight in the shower. Like I was like, what is what is happening? Like what is this show? And it just keeps doing that. Um, it just doesn't know what it is. And the jokes are not funny and the humor is not funny and the blood is super gory, but not in a way that's like a style. So yeah, I'm giving this all the thumbs down. So you can avoid this show and never watch it and you will be much better off. And that's all I have to say about that. Well, I appreciate uh, the heads up, Libya. Uh, you and Twitter have uh, for, confirmed for me that I do not need to waste my time watching the show. No. I was super excited about it, too, which is so sad. Like, I agree with you. I was excited about the show. I like when they take sort of a side character, give them their own show. I like Velma. I think there was a lot of potential for, you know, and fun there was a lot of potential for fun to with her character. So, uh, you know, and I like a good animated series. Um, 
yeah so i was i'm disappointed that 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 you were so disappointed um i think <laughs> i think that i think america could have embraced it and it could have been a really fun show but it uh sadly it was not, not. So. mindy mindy kaling strikes out Aww. on this one all right uh next up we're gonna talk that dirty black bag which is a western that came out last year that all of us managed to forget or heard nothing about i saw a trailer and i was like how did I never hear of this show? What happened? Because it was and on AMC Plus. And it didn't air on AMC at all? It was just an AMC Plus show? Uh, I can't speak to that, but I don't understand the whole AMC Plus model. It's I don't like, either, yeah. Are you basic cable or not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so what did you guys think? You guys watched the first episode. Tom, you go first. I kind of liked it. Um, it was um, Douglas Booth who plays the... Um, kind of the lead guy who the bounty hunter I, I was racking my brain to think where have i seen this dude before he was one of uh he was one of russell crowe's sons in noah that came out a while back from paramount oh. and then um our second lead is dominic cooper and he you know he was the younger version of howard stark in the mcu movies and T and agent carter it was fine the thing is as soon as uh what's his face from uh little finger shows up you know he's got a different accent but i'm like he's pretending to be this kindly farmer it's like dude you're never gonna play a good guy again because <laughs> he's evil and of course he you know he drugs the bounty hunters uh drink and then the dude wakes up in chains and he's and and, and he, he killed his horse and is feeding his horse to him it's like that's where oh, episode ew. one ends yes. which um so you know it's it's got potential the plot line of the kindly farmer who discovers gold on his property you know he's kind of that probably won't end well for him because <laughs> we've seen enough of these westerns now where good people don't do well because you know dominic cooper's sheriff is very corrupt <laughs> so um yeah, yeah it, it's you know interesting I mean, i'm a i love westerns so i'm hoping i can get sec, second episode to play on my systems i've tried tried uh, two different ways and it still won't play so i've got one more possibility and then i'll have to give have to buy it on itunes or something oh my goodness <laughs> um i did not like it um Ooh. i also love westerns I, I, I was put off right from the beginning. Like I, I, I full disclosure, I'm a little squirt, squirt, squeamish. I am. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a baby. Um, uh, but except that, listen, I loved hateful eight and that is, that don't play at, that does not play. So, um, I felt like it was very much, it looked and felt like a spaghetti Western meets hateful eight. Um, it is a spaghetti Western. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. I, it looked, it you know, I, I, it just gave me that, like, you know, the, you know, any Clint Eastwood, you know, Western from the seventies, um, what is it? Fistful of dollars and you know, all of that. So, so yes, then great. Then it Sergio, did a good job. Sergio Leone, we trust. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so then it did a great job. Um, um, looking and acting and feeling like a spaghetti Western. Uh, it was as violent as a Tarantino film. Uh, and I, I did not have a problem with the violence, uh, you know, but I, I never have a problem with Tarantino's violence. It's very distinct. Um, so, so, so I don't think I'm going to just dismiss it, you know, uh, you know, with my own, you know, insecurity, not insecurities, but with my own kind of failings. Uh, it, it was, if I can handle a Tarantino Western. So for me, and I don't mind slow. Uh, I, you know, I talked about that with the English, especially with Westerns, certain types of Westerns, if they're not shoot 'em up, rah, 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 you know, hero ones with the white horse and the, you know, all that, then, then you're definitely going to get a slow roll kind of a thing. Um, I don't, I don't, I can't put my finger on it, except that I did think that the violence was in a, like, um, in a, not inappropriate, but it was not to scale, especially in a Western. I mean, the dude's chopping up, cutting people's heads off with hatchets, um, and not more than once. And then the bloody dripping bag of blood, I don't, it just, it seemed aggressively violent in a way that it didn't need to be. Um, and then I thought it was a bit slow. And then this is really this took me out of it. They had found $200,000 in like a Federal Reserve, you know, a transport wagon or whatever. And they seemed excited, but not as excited as they should. Because if this is the gold rush and they, they found $200,000, that's like millions of dollars. That's like five, six, seven, eight million dollars. 
And I was like, eh, I feel like they should be more excited. And I feel like the show should be over at that point. They should just be like, we found $7 million. We're out of here. And then half the cast disappears. Like for me, I thought that was really bad writing. Really, honestly, they didn't need to find that much money then. And um, I, I in general don't hate or like Dominic Cooper in any way. I, it's, he's very innocuous to me. So I didn't dislike him. Um, I don't love him playing a villain. So because I love Western so much, because Tom, you're saying that like, you know, maybe you liked it well enough. Maybe you saw, maybe I didn't see stuff I was supposed to see. So because it's a Western, I will, I will give it a second chance. In my head, I thought, let me see what Tom has to say on the podcast. I respect your opinion. You like Westerns. Um, If you hadn't given it a thumbs up, uh, I probably would have dropped it. But now I'm going to try to, I mean... It's one more episode. It's a Western, but I don't, I don't love the lead either. Do you like the lead? I kind of like him. I mean, yeah. he's, he's definitely cut out of a Clint Eastwood man with no name. Yeah. Very little. The, yes. the, the one thing that intrigues me is having read uh, a synopsis on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Evidently he's looking for a specific person who killed yes. his mom. Oh, so. so it's the English again. So it's a it's a revenge. Most Western. It's a revenge plot. Of course, it's a revenge. Of course, it's a revenge plot. Yes. Okay. So, well, so, let's let's wrap this one up. Okay. So I'll watch uh, one more episode because of Tom. <laughs> all right. Next up, we're going to talk Kaleidoscope, and we're going to talk pink. No, red, pink, white. Just three last the last three episodes, and if you recall from the last podcast, I wanted to just watch white first, which was the heist. And both Allison and Yusun told me, no, I had to watch them in order because of reasons. And now that I've watched all three, I think, no, you could absolutely watch White yeah. uh, when I wanted to watch White. I, I just want to uh, interject. I know you have more to say, but so I just want to go on that point. Also, because Allison's not here. And so I have to defend uh, us together. Um, <laughs> okay. so, so I just, uh, as a team, ghost Allison and me. And I can say this with confidence because Allison and I spoke about this. I think the reason why is only because we had hoped to spare you, but it doesn't seem like it mattered to you. The The ending is such a downer and it's like an ambiguous downer. It's not even like a, I think Tom will get into it. Yeah, but my point is I would, the whole reason that I wanted to watch white was because at that point I was excited I about, know, the, about heist. the heist. No, but we and were if worried. I had seen, no, I wouldn't. It wouldn't have. No, no if I'm I had saying seen... we're wrong. I'm saying we're wrong. But Allison and I had talked about how much of a downer it was that it actually took away from the whole series and that we didn't like it. So if we had seen that even earlier, we would have been disappointed even earlier. So we are wrong. In no, the no, that, that, yeah. I, I think oh, okay go ahead yeah so we i'm telling you why i i if i were you i would i would i would let me say how wrong i am libya <laughs> why are you interrupting me telling me telling you how right no you no, are? no i'm just i'm, I'm just saying that i'm just saying that for you it makes I, at sense. the point yeah at the but point we, where i was at yeah. i was so excited about yeah. seeing the heist and i think the heist itself could have still been a good i don't know now I don't know yes, if yes. the heist was still a good episode yes. because of the order in which I saw it. Yes. Because by the time you get to it, if you watch it in that order, everybody, almost everybody's dead. But, so when you're but, watching the heist, it feels like you're watching ghosts. But, fair, fair. But, but two things. One is Kaleidoscope uh, implements the flashbacks a lot, especially depending upon what order you Yeah, them, but right? not everybody's dead from the well, flashbacks. Hold so. on, hold on. And... Uh, yes, you had the, you know, you had a, a feeling about, you know, what you wanted to do, but, uh, Netflix also agreed with Allison and I, because it, it, it locked those episodes oh, I know. for everybody. But I, I, but, and I was aware what Netflix said, and I was willing to go against Netflix. Right. I was like, you know what? I, I don't care. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I don't care because at that point on the episodes that I had seen, the excitement for the heist was high. And I was yeah. like, dude, I just want to get into the heist. And so the last the red wasn't horrible, but pink was definitely not a good episode. Remind me what pink was. Remind me pink what was, pink is the finale chronologically. Yeah, um, it's the one where you have Bob is on revenge mode and he's trying to track everybody down, and that's when almost everybody gets shot. And oh yeah, that was Here's, sad and and disappointing. I, yeah, I would like to thank Netflix and the producers of Kaleidoscope 
for proving what screenwriting professors have been saying for decades. Structure matters. Showing events in a story in the right order matters. Showing the climax as the last episode of your series doesn't work. Because you literally literally make it anticlimactic. Oh, yeah. And this isn't like Pulp Fiction where Tarantino has episodes that he places out of order because they interconnect, but they're on, each episode has its own story. Yeah. And then characters drift in and out of episodes, which you can put in order. But this doesn't work the way Netflix... It was a gimmick. It was a gimmick. I think the first five can work in almost any order. I think that's great, but I don't. Th- I don't agree that the last three work that way because of what you're saying. I thought the reason they were telling me to watch the the, in the heist order. last was because something happened in the heist that would have ramifications if I no, watched. No, we were it, trying to spare you. We were just trying to spare no, you. That did, no, that didn't. No, 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 that didn't work. Because I thought the reason that you were, if you had told me that, I would have still watched it in the, in the order I wanted. Yeah. Because uh, because the only reason I did it in your order is because I thought there was something in the story right. that was important for me to get at right. the end. And that was right. not true at not all. Our, not our order, no. Netflix's order. Netflix's I understand, order. but I still was trying to, I told you which way I wanted to watch it. Yeah. So. There, there are three p- big pieces of information you get in white that we know parts of, but we don't know why. Bob's Bob's fate, what happened to Bob, Right, which was very satisfying for me because for me, he was the one character that did not work at all because he was just a stereotype from start to finish. Wait, remind Uh, me who Bob was and what was his ending? Bob was Jay Courtney. And I like Jay Courtney as an actor. He's a boring boring boyfriend. He's the boring, buff, psychopathic boyfriend. Yeah, I didn't care. Yeah. And um, second, second unanswered question: What happened to the real bearer bonds? I had already figured that out. Well, I I had figured it out, but I like the explanation. The fact I that, did too, that but he, I didn't need it. I didn't need it last. Yeah, you know, no, I I agree with you, I, dude. I'm not defending Netflix's order at all. And the third piece of information is what happened. Or, or third thing I wanted to know is what did happen to RJ, and finding out that you know bob was it bob or was it what's her face who shot him it was the girl it was, bob what's didn't shoot her the, yeah. the girlfriend the wife whatever yeah i hated ugh. wait rj is it what was rj the asian dude asian yeah. yeah they put him in a dumpster yeah i know but we don't find that out until white is what i'm saying and, we, he was and we don't find out who killed him into white uh, right yeah here's here's a here's a counterpoint and, and i'm not trying to be defensive uh i didn't hate I didn't hate the order, obviously. Allison and I didn't hate the order as much as you guys did. Uh, and 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 I get Al, uh, Libya's point about the excitement of the heist. And then I get Tom your your uh, your point about you know uh, sort of an afterthought, anticlimactic. But I have seen other things that work have done that in an order. I can't recall of anything off the top of my head, but maybe because they did it more successfully. But I think Allison and I were so disappointed in uh in how um we, we thought white was a tonal shift and I, I feel like in some ways it's sort of like a venn diagram i feel like we're, we're there, the stuff we didn't like about it uh it, we agree so that's why we're kind of okay with it being at the end because we were like oh if we saw it sooner then we would have been disappointed sooner so i know I, I don't think i would have been disappointed no, no, in the heist I'm, at all. I'm not talking about you i'm talking about allison and i so that's why i'm saying oh, okay. i think that's why we, we we said it like i said i think it's a venn diagram because i don't disagree with what you're saying Lydia. when you say no but it's kind of ruined the the you know the the whole art the whole you know um engine of the speed you know of the the heist i don't disagree with you and and Tom, I don't disagree with you either. It was anticlimactic, I think. And I'm just sort of, at this point, I'm extrapolating in terms of Allison, but we did discuss this. We didn't like white enough, right? So much that I just felt like if I had seen it sooner, then it would have actually made everything else behind it like even less likable. So I think that's why we were okay with it at the end. But in, but in practicality, I don't disagree with either one of you two, but we were really 
we talked very much about how it ended in a way we weren't expecting and it was a downer and it seemed like a tonal shift because you know the most well to be fair they tell you at the beginning it's going to be horrible like it's gonna (laughs) they tell you at the beginning of the heist it's gonna end badly no the heist can add badly but not the entire series slash movie that that is absolutely has happened where like uh, you know something in the middle and in fact i find that more interesting in that it's a little tropey but like something goes completely foobar but at the end you still have you know one or two people that you're really happy about their ending for there are so many of them 10 little indians i don't i didn't like that so many of them died but they killed almost everyone we cared about you know what i mean yes and and then at the very end the only people who survive is stan and and the girl yes and we don't even think that they end together we don't I know, and, 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 really and, and not together. Yes, right. So that's, right. I think, the only reason, the main reason, Allison and I say what we say, because I can't disagree with you guys. It's just that we we really disliked the, that ep- the, that episode so much that if I had seen it sooner, that I do honestly, it would have been such a downer. I would have stopped caring about what happened at the heist. I would have been like, well, but this is how it ends. Screw this. I don't even care what the heist is like. Well, that's, that's exactly my that was my point. Yeah. Is that's why I wanted to see the heist first. I know. I get it. Problem now. is, I get it. We find out so many pieces of what happened during the heist yes but you know when we actually see it oh we get to we get the full co- it was just goofy it was just goofy Here, here's the secret because i i had this discussion with one of my colleagues and some of my students a lot of times when you see an episode where they show you the end of the episode and then flash back to the beginning and then that's just the, yeah that's that's a that's a trope well, no, not only is it a trope, it's usually because the episode is not playing well in chronological right. order. And so right, they right. do that to create, you know, tension, to create yeah. tension. Right. I suspect that this show might work okay in chronological order. The problem is, I think by, you know, some things kind of create interest. Here, here's something that I think that doesn't quite work. The introduction of the... Uh, the federal agent and oh, her partner. FBI. Oh, that's oh, a terrible. Well, no, but, but the thing is, because it happens after we're invested in the heist characters, theoretically, you should be more invested in, you know, crime does not pay. Yeah. And she, I mean, the theme of the show is it's her character. She's the, yeah, her character is a terrible character. Well, yeah. she, that's she's, part of the problem. She's just a living, breathing trope. She is yeah. Javert. She yep. is, yep. she Javert. is Krieg. She, uh, not Queeg, she is uh, Ahab. She is every person in authority chasing down something yeah. that represents chaos, whether it's yeah. a great white whale or whether yeah. it's a, a French yeah. dude she who's still a local. And the, I, I think the actress and the, the actress, script. The actress like wasn't great. You know who would have been great in that role? Sarah Shahi. Yeah. Oh, she would have made yeah. me care, but this actor wasn't good enough to make me care. Right. And the thing about her partner right. having crushing on her, it's like, dude, she's toxic. Who cares? Killer. I know. Yeah, that was a bad choice. But Here, let's here's move another on. thing that kind of drove me nuts is, dude, if you're doing this heist where you know they're going to be security guards, have you not thought about maybe investing in a you know military quality bulletproof vest? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> the bulletproof vest. They get a heads up in. Is this pink? They get a heads up in pink that Bob's coming for them, and it doesn't make any difference. Because they don't do anything to prepare. Really? Really? Come on. Yeah. How dumb are you people? All right. Let's move on. One more question. Who are we supposed to think killed, um, killed, what's his face? The triplets. So it was the triplets. That was what I, that's what I got Even though the daughter basically let them know. No, but he deliberately baited them by showing up in New York City in plain sight. He did that on purpose. When he... When he is 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 talking to his daughter and saying goodbye to her, saying that it's hello, but we know it's goodbye. He's got nobody to take care of him anymore. He knows his his fits are going to get worse, and he doesn't want to burden his daughter with it. So he decides to do suicide by bad guy. So he deliberately the opposite goes, of suicide by cop. Correct. So he goes to a place where he knows people will see him, and then he just starts walking around Central Park, waiting to get shot. That was like the most rapid. I mean, my my father passed from complications due to Parkinson's. Doesn't usually quite. You don't usually go downhill that quickly. 
I mean, but we'll we'll forgive. They them did that. say he had a very aggressive version. They do say that at the beginning. And but the anyway, other question is, let's, let's, we're trying to move on. Come on, Tom, go ahead. But other, well, no, but this is. I think our our listeners might want to know this: Who killed the Fed? What? Oh, the triplets. That's that's a hundred percent the triplets because she was on the phone saying that she wasn't going to let it go. She was going to keep investigating, and everybody, her boss at Hall, like the triplets are off, off. You know, you cannot uh, go after them no matter what. Wait. They're like you can go after all these other people, and she's on the phone saying, "I'm coming to your office. I'm coming for you. I'm coming." And then this guy passes her by and taps her. Did, did and this happen in white? Did this happen in white? This happened in. It happened in pink. This in happened pink. in pink. I think I fell asleep. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I, everybody got killed. Everybody got killed at the end of pink. Having seen Slow I Horses season two, as soon as that dude approaches her, I'm like, she dead. <laughs> yep. As soon as he's like, oh, I gotta touch your hand. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah, you're that. dead. Wow, I think. Yeah, I they they killed everybody. They killed everybody at the All end right. of that episode. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Will Trent, and we didn't talk about it last week, but we got so that means we got two episodes, which is how it should have premiered in the first place. Seriously, it, it was definitely a two-parter. Um, With I have stars. To say, the the lead guy, I've never seen him before in my life, good. and I I, I like love him. him. Yeah, I, like him. I love him very much. And I was like, I need to see all the things with him in it. I'm like, now I want to look <laughs> up other things with this dude in it because, and it's not that he's the charming guy that comes out like you normally see, he's not that at all. He's very much like, stay away from me. I don't want, I don't want you to be close to me. I want to be alone. But there's, he's got this charisma about the way he's playing this character. That's just, I can't take my eyes he's off. He's got him. some swag under there. He's got some swag. That's under true his too. And I like the, I like the suit. And I like that this dude listen, called it. A suit, that vest makes anybody sexy. Here's, 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 here's what I'm going to tell you. Next time I teach you the vest, I'll take a selfie and send it to you. Yes, all you male listeners out there, seriously, <laughs> from a costume designer, a stylist, and a woman. Wear a vest. Any opportunity you get, we love the vest. I have a couple I, of vests at school, I, and every I time I wear want, one, I get compliments. See? But I was going to say, one thing that's interesting is the bad guy said that he was wearing it as a costume. Yes. I thought that was very well, I think he was talking yeah. about the suit, the three-piece suit in general. Yeah, yes. yes. Yeah, he was saying, he I see this costume that you're wearing right. to distract people from yeah. the fact that you can't read. Yeah. And I thought that was excellent. Yeah, it's well, sort of an armor slash distraction kind of a thing. Okay, calling back a discussion we had earlier in the program, this is how you do a smarmy villain, because this yeah. dude was debagged to the max. Yeah. And he was also smart. He was really smart, yeah, too. I like yeah, that. Yeah, well, he yeah, was yeah. smart, but he was still gross debagged. Gross. So oh, absolutely. You know absolutely. what though? Here, and, and I'm gonna say this, and I know you might disagree with me, Libya. I he reminded me, not this part you'll disagree with. He reminded me very much of the female uh, uh you know um mastermind uh, uh psychopath that was in jail, you know, that like moved all the chess pieces. Oh, from the um from rookie, from the rookie, oh. right? From oh, the, from, from the, the rookie, rookie, right? Okay. So I yeah, thought yeah. he did a better job than she was good. Don't get me wrong, but it was that same sort of smug, manipulative, super smart. But I am a truly horrible human being. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I it, it was very reminiscent of that. It is a little tropey for sure. Not a, not a diss, but I just want to piggyback on what Tom was saying. That again, we, I say this all the time. You give me a trope, that's fine. Just do it really well, or do it a little different, uh, differently. I, I don't know the death of the adverb. So do it a little differently. Um, and so Tom, I can't agree with you more. It made the episode even more compelling and interesting because I really thought I do. I mean, I was like, I do not know how this is going to end. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I mean, obviously when we saw her in the car, uh, but then I thought, how dark are they going to go? Are they going to drown her? Is she going to, you know, and I thought this is ABC. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. Well, they killed, they killed the two, what, what tripped me out. They killed the other teenager. And then the kid that was, cause that scene where the mom walks in and sees the kid standing there with the knife. Yeah. I was like, I don't think this situation is what you think it is. Right. And to find out that she killed this An kid. An innocent kid. 
an innocent kid, yes. I was like, oh my God, that, like that why, would mess up your head. Yes, yeah. so that's why at the end I thought, are they going to go, for, is it going to be three, like three, you know, third, you know what I mean? Is, are they going for a three for like, I just a hundred percent, but that was added, aided by the fact that the, that the villain. They had killed all the other people. Yeah, yeah. they killed all mm-hmm. the other people. They weren't, you know, they were like, oh no, this is real. And then the the villain was so smarmy, and I and I kept thinking like, well, is this going to be like Hannibal Lecter? How how nuts is he? You know what I mean? And like how you know, and that's really hard to do on a network show to you know for right. it to, for me to be that invested in how nuts somebody is. You know what I mean? So um, the, the, I the, here's what I will say. I will also piggyback on what you said. Um, this show is a network show, so it has every opportunity to kind of play by numbers. You know, give us all the tropes, be lazy. Uh, I was surprised and happy, um, but also sad that um, this is not an original piece of work. It's based on a book, right? So the the world and the characters exist somewhere. So obviously a writer, an actual author, not dissing screenwriters or or playwrights or, you know, but but that being said, we talk all the time about the, the Darth of uh, original writing, you know, and screenplays and what in, in Hollywood. Um, so this was based on a character that was already fleshed out. Um, and so I, you know, it, it's not stated that he's, you know, he's got Asperger's, but clearly he's got social issues. The backstory about him being abused, again, not new. Foster care system. Yeah, the foster care system. None of it is new, but it's nuanced. Uh, I think he plays it really well. The fact that he is damaged, he's not glaringly on the spectrum necessarily and he may not be um formally but because of his just his history uh you don't have to be on the spectrum to be socially awkward you know you don't have to be on the spectrum to be quirky um so that i liked as well because they didn't make it he wasn't just a, a label we're gonna label him on the spectrum no let's just make him quirky and and a little weird and a little offbeat and you know what I mean? And, and they give us the little, I thought it was a beautiful moment when they, and she even, she addressed, it It was a little obvious. It was a little like, you know, you know, hammer on the head, but when he explained why he carries a handkerchief, you know, in that moment, you know, and then she said, thank you for sharing that with me. And I kind of was a little bit like, yeah, you didn't need to say that. Like we already felt that, you know, the audience was already like, thank you for sharing that with us, you know, showrunner. But, you know, for me, I thought it's little moments like that, that make the show, uh, you know, the, the fabric of it is, it has more color and different threads, you know, and, and kind of texture than I would have expected from a show from ABC and from a procedural, right? Cause we get those all the time. So there's a lot of paint by numbers there that it could just use primary colors. And I think it does a nice job of giving us lots of different colors that I wasn't expecting. So I'm very happy about the show and very, uh, um, very excited to see where they go. I really hope they don't drop the ball. I really, I, I was really intrigued when we find out in I guess in part one that the missing the missing daughter is Mark Paul Gosselaar's daughter, and uh, I want to say Emma Swan, um, Jennifer Morrison's, because yeah. both of them used to have their own shows. Yes, but right. Yeah, 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 I really like the relationship between Will and Erica Christensen, his his boomerang on again, off again. And then Mark Paul Gosselaar, because they all grew up in the group home together, so they yeah, have nice history. Surprise. And that moment yeah. at the end of episode two, and I hope that they bring back Gosselaar for a guest spot or two, just because the chemistry between these characters is really strong. I mean, it's really yeah. strong. But yeah. that moment where they, they shared a tender moment, and then Will's kind of like taken aback. He didn't like, even know how to return the hug. He was like, yeah. uh, he's like, thank you for saying my daughter's life. And he's like, uh, yeah. But I really liked that speech where he was talking, where he was trying to explain his relationship with Erica Christensen's character. Oh, brilliant. Because they think of themselves only as damage, and he looks at her as basically his life preserver. However, come right. and, and then the character listening to this is like, yeah, that sounds like classic codependency to me. But that's easy to be smug and snide when you're outside a situation. But when you've been in intense situations with people, you yeah. have a really deep bond with them. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's, yeah, it, it, it's hard to explain. But I just, th- this is the thing that kind of sets it apart from a typical network procedural in my mind. 
the way that the scripts were written and the way that the, the actors directed and played them felt different. This is yes. a side of a yes. procedural. The fact that these are human beings who yes. are flawed, yes. who are trying to get by the best. And when he calls her up and says, uh, can you can you walk my dog? Oh, and she goes, what are you wearing? So when did, when she, did we get married? That was the I know. Line. She was so like, that was, she was so like, what is happening? What? Who are you? I love <laughs> that. I love but that. the thing <laughs> is, because, and, and I, I totally agree with you, son, and I had to check because nothing in the promotional material suggests that he's on the spectrum, but yeah. episode one, I'm like, dude, you are, I have enough, I've taught enough students that I can kind of tell even if I don't get a thing from, from uh, student services, but man, I just love this. And I love that, you know, we've twisted the black boss trope by having the black female boss. And she's like, instead of screaming, she'll just give you the side eye. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. She's great. And I like, I, I like, like her actress. relationship with the partner too. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I like her. She's like, look, your mom left me in charge of making sure you're okay. And this guy is good. Even if you don't like him, yep. you can learn from him. Yep. So do that. Yep. I want you to be the best. And he's the best way for that you to be there. That very reasonable. You know, it didn't seem yeah. like forced or anything, you know. And But the, I just want to say this one last thing because I, I didn't get enough to say. I didn't say enough about the writing. I did. But but Tom, when you're talking about, you know, his explanation, you know, to that was really well said. Mm -hmm. um, and I loved the way he talked about the restaurant and the food and the chef and that was beautiful Great i was metaphor. like oh, right. that was amazing Great metaphor uh, yeah, yeah beautiful use of metaphor i was like i need to use that somehow in my life i, was like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what i'm going to describe but that is the best description ever oh it was great so yeah even the writing has these great little highs and stuff so yeah it's it's a really good it came strong out of the gate yeah yeah I'm excited. I'm like, oh, and then when you said it was based on a book, I was like, oh, I need to read the books. Yeah. So now I'm going to look up the books. Look yep. at that. Yep. All right. So let's wrap this up. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, then TV Campfire, do you know on Twitter or on Facebook? You can listen to us on sci-fi.radio, Ludinopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.